Good morning and welcome to The Bright Side with Alexis Robin. We are talking about increasing your power and influence at work today. And this comes from, often I'll hear from clients um, or friends, people will talk about how they struggle to get their colleagues' attention at the workplace, or they wish people would listen to them, or they wish they'd be noticed. And so I thought it would be worth spending some time talking about three different ways that you can increase your power and increase your influence. It's kind of a tongue twister in the workplace. This also works in regular life. So it's not just about the workplace, uh, but we're going to keep that focus for today's show. So there's three basic things to do, and I'll just tell you those right now in case uh, you don't make it with us through the entire show. But the first one is to stay in your circle of influence. The second one is to uh, frame your position positively. So ask for what you want versus what you don't. And the third is to listen. So when we're talking about staying in your circle of influence, this is uh, an interesting concept. My friend and P-Link colleague, Cindy Jackson, taught me about it first. Uh, But basically it's this idea that we have a large circle of concern. So we've got a... um, We've got things that we worry about. We worry about our family, our friends at the workplace. We worry about uh, what other departments are doing, what people are saying, how people are getting treated. Maybe they're getting more than your department's getting. And so when you think about what it is that uh, is in your circle of influence, I'll give you an example. So in your circle of influence is are things that you can control. In your circle of concern are things that you are worried about, but you don't have control over. So for example, uh, a common circle of concern issue might be around budget time. You might be thinking about what your colleague in another department is doing and what they're asking for, and if that's fair or not, uh, or if they're going to get more budget than you or not. And you can't control what somebody else's budget is. You can't make their budget less or more, or you can't make the people who are deciding more or less fair. So in that instance, your circle of influence will be creating a great backup for your own budget requests, making sure you've done all the research, that you have all of the information that you need, that you have outlined things very specifically that you've requested. If you've asked for funds to buy new equipment, that you have an example of why you need that new equipment and how that's going to affect the business overall and why that would be better for the overall company strategic goals. So um, that is in your circle of influence. You have control over how you prepare for that meeting and how you prepare your request. You don't have control over what your friend in the next department is doing. So thinking about that, you can also, um, you could apply it to being in a meeting somebody else's meeting when they show up and they're not prepared. Well, you can't necessarily say, I, I guess you could, but if you want to increase your power uh, in your circle of influence, you can't make somebody be prepared for a meeting that they put on. But you could ask for information ahead of time. So rather than waiting for them to send it to you and hoping that they do, you could reach out to them and say, gosh, you know, we're having that meeting on Friday and I'm feeling a little unprepared. Would you be okay with sending me the agenda ahead of time? I'd really like to understand what I need to be prepared to talk about. So you're asking for something that you need versus telling them, like, you have to send an agenda to us. Um, Now they may or may not. And so if they don't, then you might want to spend some time thinking, what do I want to review before the meeting starts so that I can be prepared? 
I may not be 100% prepared, but at least I'll have some knowledge of some good ideas to bring to the meeting. So it's really about staying, you know, I hear people say it a lot of different ways, stay on your own yoga mat, uh, get your chip out of my dip, you've heard me say before, but it's really about thinking, what do I have control over in this situation and what can I influence personally? And as you continue to grow your circle of influence, as you stay in that circle of influence longer, then you're able to grow the circle of influence and your circle of concern shrinks. Now, the um, the next thing that we talked about is positively framing things. And when we're talking about positively framing, I'm talking about uh, the way that we talk about things. So saying things that are more positive than negative, uh, asking for what you want versus what you don't want. So uh, if somebody's late consistently, you could say to them, stop being late. But then you're basically telling them to stop a behavior. It's not as helpful as telling them what you want. And it doesn't feel as good, quite frankly, as telling somebody what you want. So instead of saying stop being late, frame it positively and say, hey, I'd really like you to start being on time and ready to work at 8 o'clock or whatever the start time is. Um, If you're worried, again, back to the coming to a meeting unprepared, this comes up all the time, by the way. Um, People just wait till the last minute. They don't read the information that was sent out ahead of time, or someone doesn't send information out ahead of time, and then all these people are in the room at the table, and no one knows what they're talking about. Uh, And so the meeting starts, and then everybody has to get caught up, and it should be over by the time that everybody's caught up, but that's really just when the meeting, the good stuff is beginning. So rather than telling somebody, stop coming to meetings unprepared, uh, you could say, hey, I'd really like it this week if we could all come to the meeting prepared to discuss the materials, ready to discuss the materials. And that might look like reading it ahead of time or what have you, but you're basically asking for what you want, uh, which gives people the vision to work towards. It tells them what you want versus just telling them what you don't want. Uh, Last example here is that oftentimes, you know, you hear a lot about silos in organizations. You hear a lot about uh, different departments and, well, they just do what's good for their department and, you know, they don't care what happens to our department. But the reality is in any company, it takes all the departments to run an organization and everybody has a place. So working collaboratively is much more effective in terms of increasing your influence and power. However, sometimes not every team and every department wants to work collaboratively or has that support. So when you think about talking to another department head that maybe your team's having some trouble with, or there might be some passive aggressive activity going on between the two, um, instead of going at it defensively and saying, your team needs to stop undermining our team's project, or your team's really behaving poorly, you know, and attacking the other team, which gets everybody's defenses up and um, starts kind of, you know, an argument, if you will, instead coming and saying, hey, we really need to work more collaboratively. Like, let's talk about how we could do that. Let's talk about what that looks like and what you and I need to do to help our teams work more collaboratively. That feels so different in terms of having a conversation than coming into somebody and saying, stop undermining my team. So um, two really different things. And then finally, the last thing here is to listen. Now, if you want to increase your power and your influence in the workplace, listening is a great secret trick. Now, 
you might think, well, if I'm quiet and I'm not saying anything, how am I going to be powerful and influencing? But here's the catch. When you listen, people share more than they would if you're not listening. This is actually, I learned this doing an activity in a facilitate a group I was facilitating is when you talk to somebody and they're not listening to you, it's actually really hard to form your point and articulate. Um, so when you tune into somebody and you really listen, they actually share more. So then you'll have more information than the guy or the gal who's not listening. Uh, it's also helps you to work with people, um, and helps people to feel understood and heard by you, which increases their chance of sharing more with you. So if you stay in that place of listening, you're always in that place of a learner versus a knower. And some people confuse power and influence with being a knower. Well, if I know all the answers or I could tell everybody the answers, then I'll be perceived as really smart. But the reality is, is that it's the people who are listening and thinking about what's going on that may have better insight than the people who just blurt out their answer. Now, I have been known in the past to blurt out my answers, so for those of you who are used to piping in and talking, um, this is not always an easy thing, uh, but it will improve your power over time, and it will help people um, to want to discuss things with you and to want to uh, keep you keep your seat at the table because they want your insight and they know that you'll actually listen to what they're saying versus just create problems. So your chances of getting a seat at the table, if you're a good listener, are much higher. Um, so when you think about power and influence, being forceful, uh, and being in other people's business and intimidating people as a way to gain power, it is a short-term way to get power. You can, you can intimidate your way to more power, but it's temporary. And, Real power comes and real influence comes when you've gained people's trust and respect. Then you have the right to question them. Then you have permission to ask questions, to challenge ideas. Rather than getting a defensive answer, you'll get the respect and you'll get the inclusion that you're looking for. So um, quick recap, how to improve your power and influence in the workplace. The first is to stay in your circle of influence. Uh, be worried about things that you can control. Figure out where you have control in the situation and focus your energy there. The second is to frame up your requests positively. Ask for what you want versus telling people what they're doing wrong. And the third is to become a great listener. So if you do these three things, I guarantee you, you will see your influence in the workplace and your power in the workplace increasing. And you'll do it in a way that actually um, feels really good and doesn't feel bad uh, during the process. So this is Alexis Robin with The Bright Side, co-founder of the P-Link Coaching Center for Excellence. And you can find out more about us on the web at plinkcoachingcenter.com or you can come to our Facebook page, The Positivity Link, and leave your comments or your show requests there. Thanks so much for listening. Have a wonderful week.